Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Hello, angels, and welcome back to another episode of Janet Namaste, the podcast. And as always, thank you. Thank you for being here with your heart wide open, your soul's ready to listen truly appreciate you. I know that there's like lots to choose from, lots of podcasts and audio and the fact that you're here with your heart wide open. Thank you. And if it's your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm just going to give you a little brief um, bio, Um, not for the OGs, but for those that are just meeting me for the first time. I've been in the professional realm of energy healing for over 20 years as an intuitive transformational coach. And master healer. I'm the four Claire's and was born with that gift of seeing, healing, feeling, hearing spirit. And um, I cultivate that as I grew into my mature years, I guess you can say that. So I have a degree actually in education. I then furthered my studies in computer science. So it's left brain, right brain. But um I've always had a gift of bringing out the gifts in others, of being able to see and cultivate their people's life path by being that floodlight to help them see clearly. So this was a gift that was awakened within me at a very young age through, um, I guess, what we would call hiccups or bumps, health crisis, some would call but it's really of removing the facade of any untruths and stepping into what it is that you're meant to be doing. And life has a very funny way, easy way of bringing you back to what you were meant to be doing. So um, I also had a great honor of being connected with Dr. Brian Weiss, which is world-renowned hypnotherapist in 1999 and was regressed under national television. And later on, I truly loved um, loved that experience so much that I myself became a hypnotherapist specializing in PLR. So that's just a brief bio. <laughs> if you want to know more, you can just tune in on my website on jenanamaste.com. But Today, I have someone extremely special that is pivotal in my life. And um, really, I, I know that you're going to love her because she is one that you will feel the genuine intention of her helping others feel less alone and helping others support like in their journey and supporting others in their health and mental and physical journey. Her name is Efrat Lamondry. And Efrat and I actually met many years ago when my firstborn and her baby actually, which is she she had kids young, <laughs> 
when they were in preschool together and now they're going to university, which is unbelievable. So we didn't see each other for many years. We saw each other when the kids were three or four. And then we moved to different parts of the island where we're from and how destiny had it. We met each other many years later. And when I realized that she is doing and practicing functional medicine, which is incredible. And this was pivotal in my health journey. So a little background about her. She is a family nurse practitioner, but in my opinion, she is an angel in the community, period. She owns and operates her own family medical practice called EG Healthcare, and it includes pediatrics, primary care, women's health, GYN, and mental health services. And recently, actually a couple of years back, she added a holistic branch to the practice, which offers integrative medicine treatments as well as vitamin infusions, which is off the hook. <laughs> and the practice also prides itself in being LGBTQ friendly, collaborates with a practitioner that provides transgender health care. So I just think it's super important in this day and age where we have people, souls like Efrat in the community, in the world to raise the vibration and bring in this integrative healing methods to the world. She is also the president-elect of the Nurse Practitioner Association in the New York State Board. And the mission of the Nurse Practitioner Association in New York State is to promote and support the highest standards of healthcare throughout New York State through education, leadership, and she fosters the empowerment of the nurse practitioner professional practice. Truly, her standards are way up there. They are her office, the energy of the place. The moment you walk in to her practice, you just feel this like energy hug from every single individual that she has employed there that actually it seems like this one big, beautiful family that genuinely cares about their patients' well-being, not just about writing a prescription out and to do, but they are being in this angel. They're like this group of angels that work there, truly. They're being it. So she is also the vice chairman of the Staten Island University Hospital Foundation Board of Trustees. And recently, the College of Staten Island Athletic Department also asked her to be on their medical team. And her practice now serves as the primary care provider for the athletes of the school. In addition, she is clinical faculty at Wagner College, and she lectures on several topics, including healthcare finance and policy. And her practice also provides medical exams, clearances for every nursing student in the college in all undergrad and grad programs. She is married to Gina LaMondry, who is a physician assistant and a professor at Monmouth University. And together they raised three children and four cats. So in addition to helping humans, they spend their time and resources helping animal rescues, just beautiful, beautiful being. So this podcast, I have to say, is one of my most vulnerable in which I share a lot of personal healing journey stories and how integrative medicine 
has aided me in my full recovery with everything. And the fact of the matter that the universe brought her back into my life where I could shed light and share her wisdom with you and the world is um, such a gift because to have someone like this in the community where I was raised in, where my children were born and raised in, it is such a great honor to have someone with a great heart, with such knowledge and wisdom, and who can bring really complicated matters, what others may be fearing of, like certain patients, how she simplifies it. And through her love, her knowledge, and getting to the root, her methods are just incredible. They are one of a kind. So without further ado, enjoy this beautiful, candid, and loving conversations with someone who I admire so much, Efrat Lamandri. Enjoy the show. So what brought you from, you know, doing primary care, conventional medicine into functional medicine? Um, I, I love that question. It really, first I have to say, I started with my primary care practice called EG Healthcare. Um, and that in itself was so rewarding because it's a family practice, it's pediatric, it's adult, it's geriatric, and it's it's wonderful. And it gave, it gave me so much. And I didn't even realize that it had any limitations because I went to school for it. And, right. you know, the patients come in and everyone's happy. And I didn't recognize that there was limitations, but, you know, 20, 20 hindsight. So what happened for us was personal. And I think for a lot of people who are in medicine, who make the shift, something has to happen to them personally. So what happened to me personally was that my wife had an autoimmune issue. So I like to say that when I met my wife, she was a vampire, um, not the cool kind of vampire that's immortal or that moves fast, but the, she had an autoimmune issue called PMLE which stands for polymorphous light eruption, which basically means she had an allergy to the sun. Uh, but like most of us, we rallied, we managed, right? If um, those of you listening, when you get the first diagnosis or the first medication, you're like, I got this. And you're just going to kind of truck through it. And we did the same thing. But then right. a second autoimmune came along uh, mm-hmm. that in her case, it was psoriasis. And f- again, for those of you listening, if you have one autoimmune, you're going to get another one if you don't manage it. So the second autoimmune was psoriasis, which uh, affected her hands, her feet. She couldn't button her shirts. She couldn't walk for a long time. And that drove us to find more answers, right? So you usually have to kind of have your back up to the wall before you start searching. And I'm in medicine. She's in medicine. All our friends are in medicine. And all they could offer us was heavy duty medication. But we just felt that there might be something else. We didn't know because we both went to conventional medicine, you know, kind of medical education. So we didn't know what we were looking for. And someone mentioned functional medicine. So, okay, we have nothing to lose. Let's just try it. Right. So we went right to this, this crazy guy in Manhattan and he did these crazy tests and he put us on a crazy diet and gave us crazy supplements and it worked, right? Her, her skin cleared up, her PMLE reversed and it really change our lives personally, but also professionally, because then we started realizing that there was more to medicine than what we learned. And so I started bringing it slowly back into my practice. I went back to school for it, started bringing it to the practice. And then I realized 
that there was a whole world of patients who I've been seeing for years who've had vague complaints. And when I put them through what I thought was the appropriate tests, they were fine. And I told them that they were fine and I sent them on their way and I felt that I was doing the right thing. And, you know, when I got into this world, I learned that the symptoms are meaningful, even if there's no conventional diagnosis. So the answer to your question is that the beginning of kind of going down this rabbit hole was a personal story. And when I'm in any type of, uh, when I was an in Institute of Functional Medicine, any type of integrative education, all of the colleagues there have all entered this world of education because either something happened to themselves or their loved ones when they realized that conventional medicine wasn't enough. Wow. That, that's a similar, that's amazing. And that's a similar story that what happened with me as well. My entire family, they're all physicians or scientists. And um, many years ago when I was diagnosed with something like conventional medicine, wasn't the answer really um, going from one doctor to another doctor. And um, it was, it was through integrate of getting to the root but um, so when when you and I connected after many years and um, you shared the story of like, you know, it's 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 true. Sometimes you can um, convent, you know, when you go to school, they're not teaching you this medical school or, um, you know, for nursing or anything like that. But functional medicine, what I love about it is that. Um, there's so many methods you're treating the holism, you're treating the spiritual aspect, the mental aspect, the body, the, and the questions that you ask when I came into your office, it was such a plethora of questions when, when we had our functional appointment of truly of our perspective and depending on the childhood and the things that get stuck. Um, so let me ask you a question. What was it? that um, with your personal, with your personal journey with your wife, um, what, what was it that was the aha moment that you knew that you needed to take the trajectory, like a different route into your, the, the practice that you have now? So, you know, it's a, it's a great question. And I think one of the things you said, the integrative part is really important because you know, for your listeners, I think it's really important that we don't also completely, you know, bash conventional medicine, right? Because conventional medicine is important. And I say this all the time. If I need medication, I'm taking it. And if my patients need it, I prescribe it. Um, it's just that it's limited. And one of the things that was really, it, it's limited in that if you have a diagnosis and you need medication, it's the right place for you. But if you have a diagnosis and maybe either A, you want a different approach. It's not exactly a place for you. Or if you don't have a diagnosis and you just have symptoms, it's definitely not the place for you. Because if there's no like, you know, a, a quantifiable, measurable um, lab work that's approved in conventional medicine, then there's no diagnosis and nothing can be done. But the aha moment for us was how much nutrition affected the disease process. Right. Because you gotta learn, right? Nutrition, Oh, maybe you're how, how heavy you are, how skinny you are, what you look like in your outfit. Can you wear a bathing suit? That's kind of where we think about nutrition or we think of like, oh, if it's really bad nutrition, maybe I'll get diabetes or cholesterol, right? This is kind of the spectrum that we talk about in nutrition and conventional medicine. You know, someone is some heavy, what's their BMI? Do they have diabetes? Do they have cholesterol? Do we need to treat it? 
but the conversation to what you eat can actually cause a disease. And I don't mean diabetes, like it can cause a skin issue. Yes. It can cause mental health issues. It can cause joint issues. That's not even a conversation in conventional medicine. It's, it's just not there. And that was our aha moment that what we eat is going to affect our skin and our joints and, and so many other things. And that's, that's the beginning of what I call the vortex for us. Wow. Did you read the book, Bruce Lipton's um, Biology of Belief? No, I haven't. Oh my God. So this is, this is how, um, what introduced me to integrative and functional medicine as well. Um, I, I read it many years ago and I watched his interviews and everything like that. And he um, is a molecular biologist and he, in a professor at Stanford University many, many years ago. And he was teaching medical school students of, of, you know, of genetics. And then what he realized, it's like, he realized that if you take a cell, a healthy cell, and you put it in an environment that isn't healthy, that it is going to turn either malignant or not healthy. It's, it, you know, it has to do with the environment or you take a malignant cell and then you put it into a very health in a healthy environment, like this is data research, then suddenly without any other um, methods of medicine, that cell that we have the ability to heal. So the whole thing about biology of belief that a lot of it comes from mental and not necessarily if you're genetically predisposed to something that it activates. So many people think that because your father or your mother have diabetes that you know, you're definitely going to get it. So how does functional medicine play in that role of intervention or what activates the cells? So how do you, how do you so, go about that with your, with your patients? So genetic predisposition is important. It's important to know. We can't ignore it. Um, but there's two kinds of kind of genetic predisposition. There's a kind that you can't change, right? Like color of your eyes, you can't change. Um, and then there's certain genes that will get turned on or off, expressed or not expressed, depending on the environment. So let's classically, let's first start with diabetes because that's one that people resonate with or know yeah. about. And then we'll talk about some other ones. So diabetes. So if mom and dad have diabetes and your aunt has diabetes, so there is this misconception, as you said, oh, well, then I'm just definitely going to get diabetes. And that's mm -hmm. not true. You still have to create an environment that is going to turn it on. So more, let's just talk about diabetes because it's an easy one. You still have to eat your way to diabetes, right? You still have to eat the pizza and the ice cream sundaes and the sodas to get diabetes. What it means that you have the genetic predisposition is that you will get there faster. It won't take you as many carbs to get there as someone else. Now, someone else can still get diabetes. They'll just have to eat more carbs for a longer time. So the genetic predisposition is there. And if we create a nice, calm environment, both nutritionally, but also with toxins and stress and everything else, then we don't have to turn on the gene. Right. But if the genetic predisposition is there and we're like eating garbage and we're super stressed out and not dealing with any traumas that we have, then that gene can get expressed. So it's, I think it's empowering to know the genes that we can be, because it tells us, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to know if I have this gene because it makes you feel inevitable. It's not inevitable. There would be no point in doing what I do and doing what you do if it was inevitable, right? We're trying to 
change the course as we call our patients here game changers we're trying to change the game of their life if they stay in one road they're going in one path right if they're eating the certain way living a certain way then yeah they're going to go down the his, the same path that their family did but if they turn to the right and start making changes they really can change their life another so now that we kind of everyone kind of grasps it when i say diabetes but another gene that we test for is alzheimer's Everyone thinks Alzheimer's is also genetically kind of coded. It is, but again, it's not inevitable. In fact, Alzheimer's is called type three diabetes. You have to eat your way there. It's genetic and it's neuroinflammation. So whatever is causing neuroinflammation will toggle that switch on and off, will turn the gene on and off. So if you're eating kind of the same diet that you imagine a diabetic would eat, you are more likely to get Alzheimer's. Sure, if you have that gene, that gene's going to turn on real fast. But it doesn't wow. have to be that way. If you make the same changes, same lifestyle changes that you would have to prevent diabetes, you don't have to turn on the Alzheimer's genes. So, yeah, like the environment truly matters. Environment matters in terms of toxins, in terms of food, in terms of stress, all of it, because you can absolutely impact your own genetic makeup. You know, knowledge knowledge is power, but once once you become educated, you have to take the action. But sometimes people don't have the means or they're they feel trapped in their bodies. I know like the thousands of readings that I've done, the thousands of people that I've spent, you know, the number one thing is that they feel stuck. And it's not mm -hmm. just stuck, stuck in their life path. What is my purpose? But it's also stuck in their body and the mindset that has been passed down ancestrally, like from the parents' mindset and so on and so forth. And suddenly, not even that, that feeling of stuck, what I've noticed, it's like maybe one out of, and this is just like Janet Namaste statistics, one out of three of my clients have been diagnosed with some sort of autoimmune, whether it be Lyme, whether it be um, rheumatoid arthritis, whether it be some sort of autoimmune gets turned on. So this is a two-part thing. Number one, how does one, how do you find the root? Number two, it's also of like, what, how does one go about the lifestyle changes when they're fearful, like they're, they, they feel stuck, like what are, you know, what kinds of, um, what does your program offer to help them with that? Okay. Um, it's a lot of questions. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. This is... So let's start. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with why, why are there so many autoimmune issues? Yes. Let's first define, right. Let's just take a moment and say, what is autoimmune? It's the body attacking itself. So it's, it's, it's unnatural. It's unnatural for the body to attack itself. More specifically with some autoimmunes, you'll actually see antibodies to your own body. We know the word antibody. We know that from what's been going on in the past few years, an antibody is your body's way of fighting something that it deems as foreign. And we want to have antibodies to the measles and we want to have antibodies to um, you know tetanus and we want to have antibodies to COVID but we don't want to have antibodies to ourselves. So autoimmunity is when we discover in labs that you have an antibody to your own body. So let's just say Hashimoto's, for example, you will have thyroid antibodies in your blood. So that We shouldn't have those. So it's your body's literally attacking itself. So, so what is causing that? 
it is a huge debate as to what is causing it and why we have so many of it. But I think we could generally say that we, because we are exposed to so much, so many toxins, um, nutritionally and in the air and in our water from a very young age, it really starts to mess with the immune system. So, you know, think it for those of you who have children, think of your little munchkin and how, you know, kind of growing and fragile their immune system is. And now just add a whole bunch of poison to it. It, it can't possibly, so they'll feel fine. They'll feel fine because they're young and they're managing it, but it can't possibly not have an effect 30 and 40 years down the road. So the, the prevailing kind of theory is that we're just exposed everywhere. We're exposed in the greens, in the water, in the air. So even before we even got to the supermarket and made our choices, we're already like our cosmetics, our receipt paper everywhere. So that's kind of the short answer of why we think autoimmunity is on the rise. So, and then, and then that's autoimmunity. Then you also mentioned Lyme, right? So Lyme is a pathogen. So Lyme is an external source. Some people with Lyme are fine. And some people with Lyme are a mess and it's the same Lyme. And the reason is because the host, the immune system of the person who got the Lyme is different for each person. So one person who may be cooking an autoimmune or may have a weekend autoimmune gets Lyme and the body just can't handle the attack. Right. I think we're familiar with it with COVID, right? One person gets COVID and they do well. The other person doesn't do well. It's the same thing. It's what is happening in the host level that makes it more or less resilient to the attack. So then the question, the second part of the question is, what do we do? How do we unravel it? It's, it's hard. So one of the first things we do is we ask questions. We, we give the patient an opportunity to tell us their whole life story. We encourage them to tell us, and we create a timeline, as you've seen, from when they were born until when they have now. And it's really up to the patient to give us that information. And what that does, first of all, is sometimes we look at it, we plot it on a timeline. And sometimes we could see either it's slowly been increasing our time, or sometimes we'll see like nothing and then something triggered it. And since then things are happening. So let me tell you what I mean by triggering it. Let's just say somebody will say, ever since I gave birth, it's been like this. Ever since yeah. I had Lyme, it's been like this. Ever since I had COVID, it's been like this. Yeah, ever since my breakup, yeah. Ever since my breakup or my divorce, it's been like this. But that was just the trigger. That's actually not the cause. You were already weakened coming into that. And that trigger that you're focused on, it was just the thing that made the cup run this over. And that's, I think, is also important because sometimes we get so fixated on that trigger. And, but we need to work on why did that trigger set you off? Right? Why, why, did, why did that happen? Um, so... And I'm not saying that trigger wasn't important, but we have to look at, how, you know, how we got there. So then we begin to unravel it. And we, we first start off with just, let's just remove the obvious toxins. So we, we start off, and this is a little patient dependent because it depends on what we find in their genes and what their patient's doing and where they are. But generally speaking, we start off by cleaning up their diet drastically. And it's not meant to be like that forever but it gives us a sense, wait, let me backtrack. So I said the timeline is important, I'm sorry, but the second thing that's really important that you don't get in conventional medicine is we track your symptoms. We, we need to know how often are your headaches? 
you know, do you have ringing in your ears? Are you having hot flashes? Like we need to know all that because we need to know your baseline of symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because many patients have come to us after years of being told they're fine. And it's not wrong that they're being told they're fine. It's just they're fine based on conventional medicine tests. There's no diagnosis. So let's just say we can't find a diagnosis, although usually I find something, but let's just say we find nothing. Those symptoms are really important because if I can't track your progress by labs, if, I, if I'm not trying to improve your cholesterol, I'm not trying to improve your diabetes, then I have to track something and I'm going to track improvement based on symptoms. So if I've changed your diet as it, now I'm going back to, let's just say we, we clean it up drastically and your symptoms improve. You went from a hundred where you want to be close to zero. You go from a hundred and in one month you're down to 20. Well, guess what? We found the source of your toxins and then we slowly loosen up the diet based on those symptoms. That's kind of an easy case scenario. Most people who, by the time they get to us are a little bit more complex than that. We change the diet. Maybe we don't get from hundred to 25, but we get 50% there. So now we have to dig a little deeper because we want to get you as close to zero as possible. And then we start unraveling. And then we start asking certain questions. For us, we deal more with the physical. So we're talking about, are you, is there mold issues? Are there hormones issues? But we don't start there. We end there. Is there some sort of um, stool issue that is not, again, not tested with regular, you know, conventional testing? And then, but we also ask the question, like, what's happening with you spiritually? Now, that is not something that we're going to manage, but sometimes when all is said and done, you know, we've cleaned it up, we've got you 50% better, 65% better, 75% better. If you're still really, really stuck, then we have to come to you to do some energy work. But I like to say it's all part of this complete breakfast because just like the nutrition by itself is not going to help and this, like, everything's a piece. The nutrition will help a certain percentage. The supplements will help a certain percentage. The IV infusions will help a certain percentage. But you also have to work on the spirit, whatever that means to you. Because like you said earlier, the stress, how it affects you, it is actually turning on inflammation in your body. Literally, not figuratively, we actually know in the molecular pathway where stress can turn a pathway from healing to inflammation. So that piece is, so we're going to help kind of calm down all the inflammation that's happening physically. But if there's an issue, like you said earlier, that some of your patients are stuck, they have to work on that also. So it, all the pieces have to come together. When we talk to our patients, we're like, how did you eat? How did you sleep? We're optimizing their exercise. We're optimizing their supplements. But then we also talk about stress. You, you can't ignore it. It's part of it. Um, of course. And there are different triggers for, for different people, right? Depending on, you know, what, what stresses me out may not stress you out, you know, and vice, vice versa. Exactly. Hello, beautiful angel. So I just wanted for you to take a moment to pause and just take a deep breath in and exhale and just tune into the awareness the space that's right in between the inhale and exhale and allow your beautiful soul to listen to the voice that's inside your heart for it always always knows the truth it always knows the way back home to you it's the gps of your eternal your vibrant light so 
Beautiful soul. Let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever felt disconnected to what was in your 3D world, what appears to be your 3D world, and what you know is your potential? And if you have, like, did you ever have this aha moment, this spiritual awakening, and then ask, oh my God, what do I do with it now? So if you have been seeking a deeper meaning to your life's purpose or soul guidance or want to know the signs and what they mean and how to navigate through from this moment on, then I have the perfect place for you. And this is called the Soul Star Community. This is something where I, this has been my, my dream of mine for so long because truly in the past few years, as the entire globe shifted, like, don't you feel that now, like we're in this accelerated version of earth school and we need to constantly adjust and process all of our experience in like this rapid pace, like all these life lessons into like a total brand new rebirth, which is happening every single moment. It's not just every year on our birthday. It seems like it's every day. You're not the same person you were yesterday. So this brand new rebirth is actually happening worldwide. You know, this has been quite the journey and we're evolving. We're truly evolving into the real us. And throughout my own life's journey, I've experienced numerous rebirths and incredible miracles that were accompanied by the divine, of course, like quantum healings of my own, my own family members and the tens of thousands of clients that I have had the honor of facilitating healings. So through the past few years, I have awakened more and more, like even more than I thought I could even imagine to the core of who I truly am. And I know from this moment on, as I took a vow that for the new continuous spiritually evolving me, that whatever role or energy that I surround myself with, it will only be one that is congruent to what my heart feels right. It's all about purposeful living and about surrounding myself with the right vibe, with the right beautiful community. And I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to this perfect, nurturing space that I have created. It's called the Soul Star Membership. So this is a private VIP exclusive community for you angels that listen to the podcast, you know, that have followed me on the gram and that have been with me for quite some time. So even if this is your first time tuning in and your heart's resonating with what the pod is about, what my vibration is all about, what this whole entire message is, then check it out. Because every single month, the way that it's going to be structured is I'm going to be channeling in the energy transmission, the energy forecast of the month. And if you tune in live, you get an energy healing as well. So even if you don't show up live, don't even worry about it. It's going to be, everything is recorded on your portal. You have tons of meditations. We have incredible speakers and master classes, beautiful transmissions and channelings of the month. Like you're going to receive the most beautiful, beautiful PDF books every single month that you can grow and evolve with. It's basically like having your own measurable spiritual action plan. Like there's a coach, a spiritual angel that is right by your side as you are in this like beautiful membership. 
it's an incredible community that is global. And I've been in this realm of work over 20 years professionally, which is wild to me. (laughs) It's absolutely wild. And throughout the two decades of my professional experience as um, an energetic healer and um, the four Claire's, I honestly have met the most incredible human galactic souls, truly, and they're all part of the community. So I invite you to join in and to be a part of this beautiful community. There are people from all over the world. So just check it out. It's You can find me at Janet Namaste slash Soulstar. And for you loyal listeners of the pod, just type in the code JNPOD for an additional 10% off the membership. Your heart, your soul, and the beautiful people that you're going to be surrounded with will 100% be grateful for the choice that you made. So I am looking forward to meeting you, beautiful being. But I like that it's 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 the whole the whole holism of it. And you know what there was also a test that I remember we did was a saliva test. And is that what the cortisol? Does it test the cortisol? Yes. So okay. there, there is a test, there is a concept called adrenal fatigue. And I like mm. to say it's a concept because if you go to endocrinologists, they'll say it doesn't exist. And that's okay. This podcast uh, is not I for could, them. I could attest it exists. Okay. <laughs> not because, not because I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I play many roles. I work seven days a week in a sense of like work and play, but it is definitely, it, it definitely exists. <laughs> yes. So it definitely exists. And again, not to bash conventional medicine because you yeah. need it, but in the world of conventional medicine and medical um, training, you learn that your adrenals are either, you know, too on or too off, both of which will end you in the ICU, or they're just fine. There's no, there's no gray, which, you know, just inherently philosophically, that doesn't make sense. So um, there's no testing for in between in conventional medicine. So saliva testing allows us to, um, it's a test that you do throughout the day from the minute you wake up, until you go to sleep, you collect it four times, at least some tests do six. And it tells us your cortisol levels for the day. Cortisol, mm. it should be very high in the morning when you mm. first wake up, it's designed to wake you up. And then it should go gradually down throughout the day until you go to sleep. And then melatonin should take over. That should be the classic curve. But cortisol is also the hormone that we use to get through the day. If we don't feel good and we're pushing through, we go to the cortisol bank, we make a withdrawal. Um, if we you know, didn't sleep enough and we're pushing through, we go to the cortisol bank, we make a withdrawal. So you know, high functioning, high performing people who are just killing it, they're withdrawing from their cortisol bank all the time. So just like a regular bank, if you overdraw, you know, you're gonna be bankrupt. And that's adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue means you're taxing your adrenals so much to constantly produce cortisol outside of that normal curve, just to get you through the day that you start fatiguing it. There's three phases, one, two, and three, three, three is the worst. Um, and this is the reason why some people are like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired all the time, but I'm not anemic. My thyroid's fine. My doctor said everything is fine. Yeah. But you're wiped out. You're like a stage three adrenal fatigue. You have nothing left. So, uh, that has to be addressed. 
So it happens a lot when patients, everything's normal, you know, like they're convinced they must be anemic or thyroid issues. Everything's normal. And then they come in adrenal fatigue. And somebody, just so you know, with a phase three adrenal fatigue, I tell these people, please don't even exercise. So think about that for a second. You're a woman in your 30s or your 40s and you're feeling tired and you're going to go to your primary. The first thing the primary is going to tell you to do is you got to exercise. Right. Let me tell you something. If, If you're a phase three adrenal fatigue person, and you exercise, you feel worse after exercise. You need to take a it's nap after exercise. Bank, right? You're going to the bank to get through the workout, the CrossFit that you're trying to do. And so you're out here doing CrossFit, then your friends feel great and you need to go take a nap. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're not fit. It's because you use the little bit of reserves you had for the day for this workout. So my patients are adrenal fatigue stage. I tell them, please do not exercise because the body doesn't know that you're exercising, it thinks like you're being chased by something. So it's given you its last piece of cortisol to get through this. And then you have nothing left for the day. So we first work with our patients to get them feeling energized again, fix their adrenals. And then they come to us month two, month three, month four, and say, guess what I did this month? I started running. I started walking. It comes to them naturally when the energy comes back. So it's really important to know that before you just start telling everybody, just start exercising, start exercising. Because well, then make people feel really bad. Sorry. Exactly. It's like everything that we learned in like health class when we were younger. I remember sitting in a health class and like you more if you if you exercise, you then create more energy. But if you don't have anything in the reserve, you're you're running yes. on you're running on, you know. On empty. You're running on empty. You're running, you're running yes. on empty. And then that probably causes something else, like, you know, other. And, other- and then imagine, the, I'm going to say women, I mean, it's happens to men too, of course, but it's just women have a little bit more pressure to look and be a certain way. So just imagine the woman who's trying, like she got her kid off to school, she put on the gym clothes and she's going to the gym and she's wiped out. Mm-hmm. And her friends are like out and about, like going shopping the mall after. And could you imagine the negative self-talk that she has to herself? Oh, like, what I is know. wrong with me? Why can't I do this? And now she's in a whole other loop, right? And if somebody could just tell her, hey, give it three months, let's fix your adrenals. You'll be up and running in no time. You know, do you, so it's so disempowering for these women to, to be stuck in that loop. Wow. You know something? When, when I came, do you remember what, what level I was in with the adrenal fatigue? I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't, I definitely wasn't at three because I'm very cognizant of it. And, but I wasn't sure, like it was the supplements that I wasn't taking also. Um, and, but everything is in divine timing when, when you and I had our functional appointment and the, you, the supplements that you had given me and I'm like, oh my God, I have to take these three times a day. But all it is, is just vitamins. This is all natural. Um, it's all, it's all natural. Right. It's just of supplementing. Um, then a couple of months later, shit hit the fan in my home, right? Um, where I had a deal with a personal issue that happened to a loved one. And at that time, if I was running on empty, I don't know what I would have done. But through my meditation practice, the fact that I'm very, you know, every single day I meditate, I connect through your, your um, expertise and your guidance um, through the functional pathway, I was able not just to survive, but to thrive through it because I had the reserves there. Given if I did not 
have connected with you and you had helped me through that, given if I did not be disciplined through my path in life of the meditation, the um, giving myself that space and time, I would have not had that reserve. And then it would have been into a, a vicious cycle. So first of all, I want to make that, I want all the audience, all our listeners and viewers to know that. Um, second, I want to, you. I want to thank you because you're not just treating the person you, you ask about the personal life. You ask of what's going on emotionally, how people connect from the heart, um, the way they go about how you love, how the negative self-talk, um, you're more than just, you're just, you're more than just a medical practitioner, but you, you truly are an angel on earth, not only of what you do, but in, in, in the community, but globally now, and people have access to your expertise, which I think is such a gift. So I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. That's kind of you. Um, but you know that it's, that I'm just a vessel yes. and it's from above and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an, it's an honor to be in this position, you know? And, um, and like you said, it is, is divinely timed. And when the patients come in, that's why when the patients come in, you know, they have to make a decision if they want to work with us or not. And this is what I say to them each and every time I say literally the sentence Okay, here I presented this to you. This is a place of no pressure. If you and I are meant to work together, we will. Yep. And if you don't, my only request is that when you see me in the community, you say hello. And that's it. Because it has to click because we work together for at least a year. And so it has to click. It has to be the right time for, for the patient, the right time for the universe, for us to be working together. And it feels like that. It feels like a flow from above, out through me and to the patient. Yes. And and each person takes me on a different path. No one's the same. And that's what I love about it. We start off in kind of sort of the same place because we have to have some sort of starting point. And then wherever the patient body kind of takes us and their responses is how, is how the path continues. And it's, it's been an amazing ride and you have to, and I'm sure you know this, you just have to go with it and see where it takes you. Um, and each and every time I've learned something new from my patients. Yes. And you have to surrender, but what I tell my patients my, is the best investment you could ever make is yourself. That's it. But there is no coercion when it comes down to spirituality, to mental health, to it's really there. There should not be any coercion. Each person has their own free will. So Absolutely. either it flows or it doesn't. Right. So exactly right. But sometimes you just have to surrender in order to feel, you know, and, and entrust in someone else, because I feel like now with what's going on in the world, it, it, there's such a high level of stress and um, people don't trust the way they used to. And even I feel that many years ago when with our parents, our parents, parents, I never heard of autoimmune before, right? It wasn't yeah, no, even, we didn't hear. no. And also allergies, like allergies is also on the rise. And that's part of an immune system that's just hyper, hyper alert. Like, does it make sense that we're allergic to nature? Not so much. Um, and it's just the, the system is just, you know, it's, it's over, it's overtaxed. And it's, so now it's just reacting to things that it shouldn't be reacting to. Um, it is, it, it is a huge problem that we're not addressing systemically. Unfortunately, we have to address it one by one individually. 
And just like in your case, it's very patient dependent, right? You know, there's plenty of people who come to you who maybe are not ready. It's the same thing here. You know, some people are like, it's fine. I'm just going to go to my primary once a year, do my things. And that's good. I'm glad you're doing that. You know, that's okay. Um, Because there's a commitment on the part of the patient. There has to be a curiosity on the part of the patient and the, the willingness to do the work, the homework, in your case and in mine to go home and, you know, like if you're telling somebody you need to meditate, they're going to have to go home and try to meditate. And if I tell someone you need to stop eating dairy, (laughs) they have to stop eating dairy. Right. So, so there is, it it is definitely patient driven, individual driven, and um, the patient has to be ready to take themselves to the next level. Right. You could just provide the tools and the support, but now the patient needs to actually utilize it and integrate it in their bodies and in their minds. Yes, yeah, exactly right. it's, it's totally when you're like, well, why aren't you, you know, you take, they, they're doing the test six months later and they're like, well, I haven't been feeling better. Well, have you been <laughs> taking your supplements? Not really only like one, you know, once a day. Well, okay. So that could be, that could or, be. or this one was my favorite, what? my patient. He really thought he was compliant. He really did. God bless his soul. And he was <laughs> like, I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Cause I, I promote intermittent fasting. And I'm like, okay, walk me through it. You know, and he, he finished his last meal at like eight o'clock, but then from eight till midnight, he was drinking vodka. And I was like, that's not <laughs> fasting. He's like, what? It's liquid. And I'm like, no. So sometimes <laughs> even well-intentioned, you know, you have to kind of get to the root of it. You're like, oh, no wonder you're not feeling better with vodka every night. So, uh, you know, it was, it, it was interesting to see where patients take you, but Conversely, and I'm sure you know this too, the patients who come in and say, you know, sometimes it's not the biggies. It's not like the cure. It's sometimes it's something as simple as one of my patients who said, I can't tell you how great it is to be able to bend down and pick up my wallet when it falls without groaning on the way up. How simple, how simple. And it just like put tears in my eyes. Like I didn't realize every time he said, I sounded like my dad, I bend down to go pick it up. Like, oh, on the way up. So like, now I've been down and, not, and like, I'm fine. I get up. And he said, I didn't even realize that that was possible. So it, it's, it's the simple things that really get you, you know, like we're always thinking. It is. It's those, those simple things are like the greatest gifts that, yes. you know, what we take for granted at times, like um, it's, it's, it's the most, is bending down to pick up something, going up the stairs, not and not feeling pain in your joints, yes. and just you know ignoring the pain. When in reality, if there is pain in the body, you cannot ignore it. You know, we just there's this there's this environment. No, of go go push push, especially now with social media and let like let's just segue a little bit for the. Um, the, the children and the 20 somethings. And now of, although social media is incredible of bringing out people like you out in the world. And, um, but a lot of times is this, this comparison factor, like, wow, they're doing it. And what it does to, yes. I feel it adds on so much stress to the young adults in this world and of feeling that they always need to be on top of their game all the time. And then there, there's so much depression, I feel, yes. this is, that has, you know, just derived in the past 
two to five years, or was it always there and nobody spoke about? But I feel now it's even more so, especially in the young adults. And then they get diagnosed with autoimmune. It's it's definitely, definitely there. And I, and I really want to take a moment and say, I don't want to sound like one of those boomers who are like against social media. I use no. social media all the time. I'm a huge fan. I'm on every single platform. <laughs> and I think it's important, like you said, in order to get and spread the message and to let people know that we exist, especially I have patients now all over the country. You know, someone recently reached out to me from Utah. There was no way that she can get functional medicine where she lives. So the access is amazing with social media. So I'm not against it in any way. However, as you said, we grew up with it and it became a tool for us when we were adults. Our hardwiring as children didn't have this in it. So now we're hardwired a certain way and now we're using it as a tool, but our children, our children are the same age. Part of their hardwiring includes this now, right? So, and, and you really can't tell them to be off the phone because that's how they communicate with their friends. Like that's social isolation. So they're really kind of stuck. It's not only is it a comparison issue, but the way it, it's designed to trigger neurotransmitters and dopamine and endorphins. It is designed to keep you hooked. It's designed to make you feel unwell when you're off of it. And it's designed, you know, like I saw it on my son who's not depressed. He's like such a healthy kid, but you know, yeah. it, was, it was spring break. Uh, a lot of his friends were away with his family. And so he was just home. And then you just go online and everyone's having a great time except for you. And you wouldn't have seen that before. You would have just like come to the living room and just hung out with like, your parents, you would have been fine. Right. So it's this FOMO, this constant fear of missing out. It's, 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 it's problematic. It's definitely a component component of autoimmunity, but then of course, what else comes with sitting on your phone, sitting, snacking, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's all of it. That whole, the mindset is, will deteriorate the immune system without a doubt. And it messes with their cortisol levels, obviously. Right. Cause you were For saying sure. that night, right? When you, you, you were saying that melatonin needs to kick in, but if they're with that freaking blue light and watching yes. something and they're texting and snapping and TikToking and whatever it is, it's like, it messes with the natural flow. And I feel like that it's hard for them to reset because they always go back. It's like this, this is an addiction. This truly is an addiction. Yes, it's an addiction. And I have to say that I have adults addicted as well. Yeah. Um, it truly messes with your hormone level. It's designed to mess your hormone levels. Let's think about, you know, we all kind of know that um, casinos do that, right? We all know this. Casinos oh, have yeah. no windows. They pump a lot of oxygen in the room. It's de- they've already figured out in how to keep you awake, the slot machines. So that's, we're all aware of that one. So manipulative that psychology. Yes. You take that concept and you multiply it by a million and that's social media. Wow. And so that is what, and it happens to adults. Also, I have, I have adults who are there, they come in and they're like, I need Ambien. I have insomnia. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you need Ambien? Do you have insomnia? Or are you just on the phone until 12 o'clock? What happens on the phone? They're like, no, I need it. I need to fall asleep. You don't need to fall asleep. In fact, it's waking you up and then eventually you get exhausted and you fall asleep, but it is designed to keep you going. They want you scrolling because if you're scrolling, you're shopping. Um, 
And so, so now you're shopping, you're giving out your data. So th- they want you consistently up. So now you're messing with your cortisol levels. Melatonin, melatonin responds, it's secreted with a lack of light. So when you're putting that blue light in, it's telling your brain it's daytime. Please release cortisol. Wow. Please suppress melatonin. It's literally messing with your neurotransmitters. So now melatonin's not coming down. Cortisol is high. Of course you need an ambient. <laughs> like you got yourself here. You got your brain to think at midnight that we're, it's, we got to start the day. So now you need an ambient to knock you out, right? And then you wake up in the morning, you're groggy. And now you're like, I lost my focus. Of course you lost your focus. You just took ambient at night. So now you need Adderall. Because it, and I'm not minimizing. Of course, there's people with no, ADD and medication, but you get stuck in a farm loop because of the things that you've done that have altered your internal farm. You have an internal kind of pharmacology. You have an internal chemical system that could work, right? With chemicals that wake you up, chemicals that bring you down, cortisol, melatonin. But we've disrupted, and now we need this like external farm to help us out. So it's 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 a big deal. And then, and then they'll say, well, I, I didn't use my phone last night and I didn't fall asleep. Well, yeah, that's like going to the gym once, right? meditating once and expecting to see, you know, exactly. Um, it's going to take some time for your brain to be like, Oh, okay. Let's stop producing cortisol at midnight. So like everything else, even that takes practice. You know what you just gave me, I just had an aha moment right now. I had um, this epiphany, well, it's not even an epiphany, it's an aha moment. So when back in February, 2020, right, I used to see people in my healing studio, I traveled every four to six weeks doing workshops all over the country and so on and so forth. When COVID hit, my entire practice went online, my entire practice, I was doing workshops every single week, I was out there doing, you know, all of that. Um, so my blue light was always on my screen was always on for years of wanting to give back to help support community, so on and and so forth. I feel this is like one of the, because I go to sleep on, on time. I'm not on my phone. I don't even sleep with the phone in my bedroom. Like there's nothing I I didn't, yeah, I don't have that. The phone in my bedroom. I, I was getting sleep. I meditate. I exercise. I'm um, nutritionally, I guess, responsible, right? Um, however, the one trigger during that time was besides the stress of what was going on in the world and trying to be a support the best I could is the fact that my blue light of my, my I was on the screen all the time. Yes. So could that have played a role in my cortisol level that triggered <laughs> triggered the adrenal fatigue during that period? Because that's when it happened. Well, it was over time. It, it, was could, like a it could be, effect. right? It, yeah. It could be, but you know, you're describing that you shut it off at night, right? So the problem is if it's on at inappropriate times. Um, but if you're if you're on during during the day, it definitely could be. I mean, that's why people wear blue light glasses. Yes. Because when you're looking at blue light, it tells your brain that it's daytime and that it's summer. Like it also tells it the season. So like you really, it's really messing with your whole system. So yeah, it definitely, it definitely could be because you, you might think, well, I've been home. What, what am I stressed about? But it's constant, constant blaring light to your brain. Like 
we're on, stay awake. Like it's happening. So for sure it could be depleting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it didn't disrupt your sleep so. No, it didn't. I, I definitely. I think because you shut it off, like you had your cutoff. Yes. It's, yes. it's Capricorn discipline. <laughs> yes, very, you had di- your cutoff. very disciplined, you know, Capricorn to a Capricorn. Yes. Very disciplined, very responsible. Yes. Um, so just take us through of like, you know, if I came in and I said, um, I have an issue with digestion or I have a pain in my toe. This is right. My big toe, um, which how would, how would we go about from beginning to end of the whole process of getting to the root? Sure. So we, we first, all our patients start with, I mean, some patients skip it because they're just so sure that they want to work with us, but the process would be like, you do like a five minute, what we call a consultation, just to hear your story, make sure it's appropriate. It's a case we want to take on and for you to kind of vibe with me and my team. Right. So that's like a five, 10 minute consultation. And when I say uh, uh, appropriate, like sometimes there are cases that I will refer out, you know, like recently someone came to me with clearly, clearly a psych issue, which I still th- thought could be handled functionally, but it was so purely psych and this patient was a little bit, you know, like on several medications. So I sent them to a a holistic psychiatrist. There's one in Maryland, Dr. Hedaya, for those of you looking, uh, Googling. And um, so sometimes I will feel that they're better served elsewhere. That's what it's about. Better served elsewhere, right? It's not about taking everyone. So if they're better served elsewhere, I'll be happy to refer them to the right place. Um, and they have to see that they jive with my team, right? Because we're not, you know, sometimes it's it's a connection. So then they say, yes, great, let's do it. So then we will, if they're local, we have them come in and we draw blood right here and we give them a saliva kit that they'll take home. If they're not local, we'll send them the list of labs that we need and send them the saliva kit. Then we send you a very long questionnaire, as you know, and this is really your opportunity to tell us everything you want to tell us. Once that questionnaire comes back, the blood comes back, the saliva comes back. We will have what we call a discovery session. We sit, we schedule an hour and we go through everything line by line. And that's when we kind of discover what's going on with you. Hey, you know, we think it's this, Hey, we know we think it's that. And for some people it's enough for some people. They're like, great. I just wanted to know I wasn't crazy. Thank you for telling me this is going on. I'm going to take my folder because we give everybody a folder and they go home and they do the thing by themselves. And some people are like, great, now what? (laughs) And those are the patients that sign on to work with us. And we say it has to be at least a year, although everyone kind of stays with us more than that. Um, A year because it took you this many years to get this effed up. It's going to take us more than 30, 60, 90 days to un-eff you up, right? So, and anyone who's telling you that they can fix you in 30 days, you need to run away. Um, So a year. And during that year, I meet with the patient once a month. But then the patient, I think this is more importantly, has weekly coaching calls with my coaches because questions will arise and you don't want to wait 30 days. You want to, you know, have access to a real human, not a robot, the support because lifestyle changes are difficult and the support is what makes the difference. And of course we have a Facebook community group and we, of course we have VIP email access in case you have a question and you need it same day, same business day, but that real live human support is is the game changer for our game changers. Um, yes. So the, the weekly coaching calls, the month, and then every two months we retract labs. 
to see that we're going in the right direction and nothing new came up. So even though it's holistic and integrative, it's very data-driven. Your symptoms get constantly monitored. Your labs get constantly monitored. And I want to have objective findings to show improvement or if, we're, if we need to make a turn. So this is, this is why I love the method because I, coming from the place of medicine and science, I still need to see the objective data. Um, yeah. So, and, and I think it helps my patients see that as well. So that's, that's the journey. No, it's great. It's really great because you can give, you know, the, the step-by-step, but then the fact that you have, and you offer those weekly coaching calls, it's so important because now you have the breakthrough and now they have physical, like, you know, a human on the other side, it isn't like, you know, this, another test that they have to take, but yes. it's, it's also, you know, what I think would, would be really beneficial also. And I'm wondering if you, you do this with your patients is journaling about it because the, when you journal and you put pen to paper, you can see of where you were to where you are right now, you know, and really yes. sometimes like I feel great and they don't even remember how they were before. And just going back to that, it's just celebrating those small wins. Like you were mentioning before how someone of picking up something from the floor, those, these are small wins when you have clarity, when the memory comes back and never went away. It was just blocked for just a moment. So yes. You know, uh, we do. I mean, yeah. some patients don't like to journal. We, we offer them, we actually give them a journal, but, <laughs> but the software that you use where every time we meet, they have to brand new, put in their symptoms. It is in a way journaling. Cause I could say to them, take a look four months ago, your headache was this level and look where it is now. So, and they don't have access to the old, old ones. So when they come in, they get to see the improvement. So in a way we journal for them by having them use the software. So it's great. No, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So how can our viewers and listeners get in touch with you to really delve in deeper into their like health journey? Um, so they can reach us. So the name of the method is called the new method, but new is spelled with a K because you always knew there was a better way. So the new method. So we're pretty much on every platform, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at the new method, um, K-N-E-W. Uh, our website is that the new is the new method.com and over there on the website, there's a consult. So the new method.com slash consult, and you can schedule a consult, email us anywhere you want to reach us on any platform. We will answer you and we can take it from there. And you don't have to live locally. You can live anywhere Correct. on the globe, on the globe. And because that's, that's the benefits of, you know, computer technology at this moment. It made the world a lot smaller and a lot accessible to, positive things and absolutely yeah agreed <laughs> thank you again for being a shining light in the community for all being a healer in in Likewise. every in every realm thank you thank, thank you, you thank so you much. for your work as well and until next time we'll we'll speak again all of the information is going to be in the show notes and i bid you all a blessed day namaste Hi, so that is a wrap, a very candid, vulnerable wrap. No, I told you it was really going to be um, a vulnerable share. And at the same time, the information that Efrat brings to the world is 
so needed at this moment in time more than anything else because it's there's no one way to our destination. There are so many ways to um, connect the dots. We're such we're integrative beings. We think, we share, we have experienced so many different histories. So bringing that into the forefront and healing the heart and integrating into the new you is um, really a work of art. And Efrat, I think, is mastering it, to say the least. That being said, you can follow her on the new method, K-N-E-W method, on the gram. And if you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could just rate it, write a review, share it with your friends, pay it forward. And until next time, love you all. And thank you again. Namaste.